0: Fourteen objects do painters often fall into despair of imitating nature when they see their pictures fail in that relief and vividness which objects have that are seen in a mirror, while they allege that they have colors which, for brightness or depth, far exceed the strength of light and shade in the reflections in the mirror. Thus, displaying their own ignorance rather than the real cause, because they do not know it. It is impossible that painted objects should appear in such relief as to resemble those reflected in the mirror. Although both are seen on a flat surface, unless they are seen with only one eye, and the reason is that two eyes see one object behind another as and see and cannot exactly occupy the space of because the base of the visual lines is so broad that the second body is seen beyond the first. But if you close one eye, as at the body will conceal, because the line of sight proceeds from a single point and makes its base in the first body, once the second, of the same size, can never be seen. Footnote. This passage contains the solution of the problem proposed in Number 29, Lines 1014. Leonardo was evidently familiar with the law of optics on which the construction of the stereoscope depends. Compare von Bruchstadt die Aus der Theorie der Bildenden Kunst. Page 69, Sean Leonardo D.A. Avinci Wust. Das ein noch so gut gemaltes Bild niedernwollen der Körperlichkeit geben kann. Why in die selbst geht. The armor entr- clerk dies out in cap. wood cap. C.C.C.X.L.I. Education duet any in wise a us on M.I.T. Biden augen. Chap. 53 of duet for edition corresponds to number 534 of this work. 535. Why of two objects of equal size a painted one will look larger than a solid one? The reason of this is not so easy to demonstrate as many others still I will endeavor to accomplish it, if not wholly, at any rate in part, the perspective of diminution demonstrates by reason, that objects diminish in proportion as they are farther from the eye, and this reasoning is confirmed by experience, hence, the lines of sight that extend between the object and the eye, when they are directed to the surface of a painting are all intercepted at uniform limits. While those lines which are directed towards a piece of sculpture are intersected at various limits and are of various lengths, the lines which are longest extend to a more remote limb than the others and therefore that limb looks smaller, as there are numerous lines each longer than the others since there are numerous parts, each more remote than the others and these, being farther off, necessarily appear smaller, and by appearing smaller it follows that their diminution makes the whole mass of the object look smaller. But this does not occur in painting, since the lines of sight all end at the same distance there can be no diminution, hence the parts not being diminished the whole object is undiminished, and for this reason painting does not diminish, as a piece of sculpture does, on the choice of a position area code 536, 537, 536. How high the point of sight should be placed, the point of sight must be at the level of the eye of an ordinary man. And the farthest limit of the plane where it touches the sky must be placed at the level of that line where the earth and sky meet, excepting mountains, which are independent of it. 537. Of the way to draw figures for historical pictures. The painter must always study on the wall on which he is to picture a story the height of the position where he wishes to arrange his figures, and when drawing his studies for them from nature he must place himself with his eye as much below the object he is drawing as in the picture, it will have to be above the eye of the spectator, otherwise the work will look wrong, the apparent size of figures in a picture area code 538, 539, 538, of placing a figure in the foreground of a historical picture, you must make the foremost figure in the picture less than the size of nature in proportion to the number of brassia at which you place it from the front line, and make the others in proportion by the above rule, 539, perspective, you are asked, O oh painter, why the figures you draw on a small scale according to the laws of perspective do not appear notwithstanding the demonstration of distance as large as real ones their height being the same as in those painted on the wall, and white painted objects seen at a small distance appear larger than the real ones, the right position of the artist, when painting, and of the spectator area code 540-547-540, of painting. When you draw from nature stand at a distance of three times the height of the object you wish to draw. 541. Of drawing from relief. In drawing from the round the draftsman should so place himself that the eye of the figure he is drawing is on a level with his own. This should be done with any head he may have to represent from nature because, without exception, the figures or persons you meet in the streets have their eyes on the same level as your own and if you place them higher or lower you will see that your drawing will not be true. 542. Why groups of figures one above another are to be avoided. The universal practice which painters adopt on the walls of chapels is greatly and reasonably to be condemned, inasmuch as they represent one historical subject on one level with a landscape and buildings, and then go up a step and paint another, varying the point of sight, and then a third and a fourth in such a way as that on one wall there are four points of sight, which is supreme folly in such painters. We know that the point of sight is opposite the eye of the spectator of the scene, and if you would have me tell you how to represent the life of a saint divided into several pictures on one and the same wall, I answer that you must set out the foreground with its point of sight on a level with the eye of the spectator of the scene, and upon this plane represent the more important part of the story large and then, diminishing by degrees the figures and the buildings on various hills and open spaces, you can represent all the events of the history, and on the remainder of the wall up to the top put trees, large as compared with the figures, or angels if they are appropriate to the story, or birds or clouds or similar objects, otherwise do not trouble yourself with it for your whole work will be wrong. 543. A picture of objects in perspective will look more lifelike when seen from the point from which the objects were drawn if you want to represent an object near to you which is to have the effect of nature, it is impossible that your perspective should not look wrong, with every false relation and disagreement of proportion that can be imagined in a wretched work, unless the spectator, when he looks at it, has his eye at the very distance and height and direction where the eye or the point of sight was placed in doing this perspective, hence it would be necessary to make a window, or rather a hole, of the size of your face through which you can look at the work, And if you do this, beyond all doubt your work, if it is correct as to light and shade, will have the effect of nature, may you will hardly persuade yourself that those objects are painted, otherwise do not trouble yourself about it. Unless indeed you make your view at least twenty times as far off as the greatest width or height of the objects represented, and this will satisfy any spectator placed anywhere opposite to the picture. If you want the proof briefly shown, take a piece of wood in the form of a little column. 8 times as high as it is thick. Like a column without any plinth or capital. Then mark off on a flat wall 40 equal spaces. Equal to its width so that between them they make 40 columns resembling your little column. You then must fix. Opposite the center space. And at 4 brassia from the wall. A thin strip of iron with a small round hole in the middle about as large as a big pearl. Close to this hole place a light touching it. Then place your column against each mark on the wall and draw the outline of its shadow. Afterwards shade it and look through the hole in the iron plate. Footnote, in the original there is a wide space between lines 3 and 4 in which we find two sketches not belonging to the text. It is unnecessary to give prominence to the points in which my reading differs from that of MRABISSO In order to justify myself. Since they are all of secondary importance and can also be immediately verified from the photograph facsimile in his edition. 544 a diminished object should be seen from the same distance, height and direction as the point of sight of your eye, or else your knowledge will produce no good effect, and if you will not, or cannot, act on this principle because as the plane on which you paint is to be seen by several persons you would need several points of sight which would make it look discordant and wrong place yourself at a distance of at least 10 times the size of the objects, the lesser fault you can fall into then will be that of representing all the objects in the foreground of their proper size, and on whichever side you are standing the objects thus seen will diminish themselves while the spaces between them will have no definite ratio. For, if you place yourself in the middle of a straight row of objects, and look at several columns arranged in a line you will see, beyond a few columns separated by intervals, that the columns touch, and beyond where they touch they cover each other till the last column projects but very little beyond the last but one. Thus the spaces between the columns are by degrees entirely lost. So, if your method of perspective is good, it will produce the same effect, this effect results from standing near the line in which the columns are placed. This method is not satisfactory unless the objects seen are viewed from a small hole, in the middle of which is your point of sight, but if you proceed thus your work will be perfect and will deceive the beholder who will see the columns as they are here figured. Here the eye is in the middle, at the point and near to the columns. Footnote, the diagram which stands above this chapter in the original with the note belonging to it, Abi a b is the proof has obviously no connection with the text. The second sketch alone is reproduced and stands in the original between lines 22 and 23. 545. If you cannot arrange that those who look at your work should stand at one particular point, when constructing your work, stand back until your eye is at least 20 times as far off as the greatest height and width of your work. This will make so little difference when the eye of the spectator moves, that it will be hardly appreciable, and it will look very good. If the point of sight is that you would make the figures on the circle DBE all of one size, as each of them bears the same relation to the point, but consider the diagram given below and you will see that this is wrong and why I shall make smaller than d. It is easy to understand that if two objects equal to each other are placed side by side the one at three Bracia distance looks smaller than that placed at two Bracia. This however is rather theoretical than for practice, because you stand close by footnote 11, instead of southeast preso si e preso SSO, and reads semper southeast which gives rise to the unmeaning rendering, parse tujers, all the objects in the foreground, whether large or small are to be drawn of their proper size. And if you see them from a distance they will appear just as they ought. And if you see them close they will diminish of themselves. Take care that the vertical plan on which you work out the perspective of the object seen is of the same form as the wall on which the work is to be executed. 546. Of painting. The size of the figures represented ought to show you the distance they are seen from. If you see a figure as large as nature you know it appears to be close to the eye. 547 where a spectator should stand to look at a picture supposing a be to be the picture and to be the light i say that if you place yourself between and you will not understand the picture well and particularly if it is done in oils or still more if it is varnished because it will be lustrous and somewhat of the nature of a mirror and for this reason the nearer you go towards the point the less you will see because the rays of light falling from the window on the picture are reflected to that point but if you place yourself between and you will get a good view of it, and the more so as you approach the point, because that spot is least exposed to these reflected rays of light, iii, the practical methods of light and shade and aerial perspective, gradations of light and shade, 548, of painting, of the darkness of the shadows, or I may say, the brightness of the lights, although practical painters attribute to all shaded objects trees, fields, hair, beards and skin for degrees of darkness in each color they use, that is to say first a dark foundation, secondly a spot of color somewhat resembling the form of the details, thirdly a somewhat brighter and more defined portion, fourthly the lights which are more conspicuous than other parts of the figure, still to me it appears that these gradations are infinite upon a continuous surface which is in itself infinitely divisible, and I prove it thus, let a g be a continuous surface and let be the light which illuminates it. I say by the fourth proposition which says that that side of an illuminated body is most highly lighted which is nearest to the source of light that therefore must, be darker than in proportion as the line DG is longer than the line DC and consequently that these gradations of light or rather of shadow, are not for only, but may be conceived of as infinite because CD is a continuous surface and every continuous surface is infinitely divisible, hence the varieties in the length of lines extending between the light and the illuminated object are infinite, and the proportion of the light will be the same as that of the length of the lines between them, extending from the center of the luminous body to the surface of the illuminated object. On the choice of light for a picture 549 549 how the painter must place himself with reference to the light to give the effect of relief, let a bee be the window, the point of light, I say that on whichever side the painter places himself he will be well placed if only his eye is between the shaded and the illuminated portions of the object he is drawing, and this place you will find by putting yourself between the point and the division between the shadow and the light on the object to be drawn, 550, that shadows cast by a particular light should be avoided, because they are equally strong at the ends and at the beginning, The shadows cast by the sun or any other particular light have not a pleasing effect on the body to which they belong, because the parts remain confused, being divided by distinct outlines of light and shade, and the shadows are of equal strength at the end and at the beginning. 551. How light should be thrown upon figures. The light must be arranged in accordance with the natural conditions under which you wish to represent your figures bed island if you represent them in the sunshine make the shadows dark with large spaces of light and mark their shadows and those of all the surrounding objects strongly on the ground and if you represent them as in dull weather give little difference of light and shade without any shadows at their feet if you represent them as within doors make a strong difference between the lights and shadows with shadows on the ground if the window is screened and the walls white there will be little difference of light if it is lighted by firelight make the highlights ready and strong, and the shadows dark, and those cast on the walls and on the floor will be clearly defined and the farther they are from the body the broader and longer will they be, if the light is partly from the fire and partly from the outer day, that of day will be the stronger and that of the fire almost as red as fire itself, above all see that the figures you paint are broadly lighted and from above, that is to say all living persons that you paint, for you will see that all the people you meet out in the street are lighted from above, and you must know that if you saw your most intimate friend with a light on his face from below you would find it difficult to recognize him. 552. Of helping the apparent relief of a picture by giving it artificial light and shade, to increase relief of a picture you may place, between your figure and the solid object on which its shadow falls, a line of bright light, dividing the figure from the object in shadow, and on the same object you shall represent two light parts which will surround the shadow cast upon the wall by the figure placed opposite, and do this frequently with the limbs which you wish should stand out somewhat from the body they belong to, particularly when the arms cross the front of the breast show, between the shadow cast by the arms on the breast and the shadow on the arms themselves, a little light seeming to fall through a space between the breast and the arms, and the more you wish the arm to look detached from the breast the broader you must make the light, Always contrive also to arrange the figures against the background in such a way as, that the parts in shadow are against a light background and the illuminated portions against a dark background. The situation of your figures, for the light and shade will be one thing if the object is in a dark place with a particular light, and another thing if it is in a light place with direct sunlight, one thing in a dark place with a diffused evening light or a cloudy sky and another in the diffused light of the atmosphere lighted by the sun day 554, of the judgment to be made of a painter's work. First you must consider whether the figures have the relief required by their situation and the light which illuminates them, for the shadows should not be the same at the extreme ends of the composition as in the middle, because it is one thing when figures are surrounded by shadows and another when they have shadows only on one side. Those which are in the middle of the picture are surrounded by shadows. Because they are shaded by the figures which stand between them and the light. And those are lighted on one side only which stand between the principal group and the light. Because where they do not look towards the light they face the group and the darkness of the group is thrown on them. And where they do not face the group they face the brilliant light and it is their own darkness shadowing them. Which appears there. In the second place observe the distribution or arrangement of figures. And whether they are distributed appropriately to the circumstances of the story. Thirdly, whether the figures are actively intent on their particular business. 555. Of the treatment of the lights. First give a general shadow to the whole of that extended part which is away from the light. Then put in the half shadows and the strong shadows. Comparing them with each other and, in the same way give the extended light in half tint. Afterwards adding the half lights and the highlights. Likewise comparing them together the distribution of light and shade area code five five six five five nine five five six 559, 556, of shadows on bodies, when you represent the dark shadows in bodies in light and shade, always show the cause of the shadow, and the same with reflections, because the dark shadows are produced by dark objects and the reflections by objects only moderately lighted, that is with diminished light and there is the same proportion between the highly lighted part of a body and the part lighted by a reflection as between the origin of the lights on the body and the origin of the reflections, 557, of lights and shadows, I must remind you to take care that every portion of a body, and every smallest detail which is ever so little in relief, must be given its proper importance as to light and shade, 558, of the way to make the shadow on figures correspond to the light and to the color of the body, When you draw a figure and you wish to see whether the shadow is the proper complement to the light, and neither redder nor yellower than is the nature of the color you wish to represent in shade, proceed thus. Cast a shadow with your finger on the illuminated portion, and if the accidental shadow that you have made is like the natural shadow cast by your finger on your work, well and good, and by putting your finger nearer or farther off, you can make darker or lighter shadows, which you must compare with your own. 559, of surrounding bodies by various forms of shadow, take care that the shadows cast upon the surface of the bodies by different objects must undulate according to the various curves of the limbs which cast the shadows, and of the objects on which they are cast, the juxtaposition of light and shade 560, 561, 560, on painting. The comparison of the various qualities of shadows and lights not infrequently seems ambiguous and confused to the painter who desires to imitate and copy the objects he sees. The reason is this, if you see a white drapery side by side with a black one, that part of the white drapery which lies against the black one will certainly look much whiter than the part which lies against something whiter than itself. Footnote, it is evident from this that so early as in 1492 Leonardo's writing in perspective was so far advanced that he could quote his own statements, as bearing on this subject compare what is said in number 280, and the reason of this is shown in my book on perspective, 561, of shadows, where a shadow ends in the light, note carefully where it is paler or deeper and where it is more or less indistinct towards the light, and, above all, in painting youthful figures I remind you not to make the shadow end like a stone, because flesh has a certain transparency, as may be seen by looking at a hand held between the eye and the down which shines through it ruddy and bright. Place the most highly colored part between the light and shadow, and to see what shadow tint is needed on the flesh, cast a shadow on it with your finger, and according as you wish to see it lighter or darker hold your finger nearer to or farther from your picture, and copy that shadow. On the lighting of the background 562, 565, 562, of the backgrounds for painted figures, the ground which surrounds the forms of any object you paint should be darker than the highlights of those figures, and lighter than their shadowed part, and see, 563, of the background that the painter should adopt in his works, since experience shows us that all bodies are surrounded by light and shade it is necessary that you, O painter, should so arrange that the side which is in light shall terminate against a dark body and likewise that the shadow side shall terminate against a light body. And by following this rule you will add greatly to the relief of your figures. 564. A most important part of painting consists in the backgrounds of the objects represented, against these backgrounds the outlines of those natural objects which are convex are always visible, and also the forms of these bodies against the background even though the colors of the body should be the same as that of the background. This is caused by the convex edges of the objects not being illuminated in the same way as, by the same light, the background is illuminated, since these edges will often be lighter or darker than the background. But if the edge is of the same color as the background, beyond a doubt it will in that part of the picture interfere with your perception of the outline. And such a choice in a picture ought to be rejected by the judgment of good painters inasmuch as the purpose of the painter is to make his figures appear detached from the background, while in the case here described the contrary occurs, not only in the picture, but in the objects themselves. 565. That you ought, when representing objects above the eye and on one side if you wish them to look detached from the wall to show, between the shadow on the object and the shadow it casts a middle light, so that the body will appear to stand away from the wall, On the lighting of white objects, 566, a white body should be represented, if you are representing a white body let it be surrounded by ample space, because as white has no color of its own, it is tinged and altered in some degree by the color of the objects surrounding it. If you see a woman dressed in white in the midst of a landscape, that side which is towards the sun is bright in color, so much so that in some portions it will dazzle the eyes like the sun itself and the side which is towards the atmosphere, luminous through being interwoven with the sun's rays and penetrated by them since the atmosphere itself is blue, that side of the woman's figure will appear steeped in blue, if the surface of the ground about her be meadows and if she be standing between a field lighted up by the sun and the sun itself, you will see every portion of those folds which are towards the meadow tinged by the reflected rays with the color of that meadow, Thus the white is transmuted into the colors of the luminous and of the non-luminous objects near it. The methods of Ariel 567, 570, 567, white faces seen at a distance look dark. We see quite plainly that all the images of visible objects that lie before us, whether large or small, reach our sense by the minute aperture of the eye, and if through so small a passage the image can pass of the vast extent of sky and earth, The face of a man being by comparison with such large images almost nothing by reason of the distance which diminishes it, fills up so little of the eye that it is indistinguishable, having, also, to be transmitted from the surface to the sense through a dark medium, that is to say the crystalline lens which looks dark, this image, not being strong in color becomes affected by this darkness on its passage, and on reaching the sense it appears dark, no other reason can in any way be assigned. If the point in the eye is black, it is because it is full of a transparent humor as clear as air and acts like a perforation in a board, on looking into it it appears dark and the objects seen through the bright air and a dark one become confused in this darkness. Why a man seen at a certain distance is not recognizable. The perspective of diminution shows us that the farther away an object is the smaller it looks. If you look at a man at a distance from you of an arrow's flight, and hold the eye of a small needle close to your own eye, you can see through it several men whose images are transmitted to the eye and will all be comprised within the size of the needle's eye, hence, if the man who is at the distance of an arrow's light can send his whole image to your eye, occupying only a small space in the needle's eye how can you expect in so small a figure to distinguish or see the nose or mouth or any detail of his person, and, not seeing these you cannot recognize the man, since these features, which he does not show, are what give men different aspects. 568. The reason why small figures should not be made finished, I say that the reason that objects appear diminished in size is because they are remote from the eye, this being the case it is evident that there must be a great extent of atmosphere between the eye and the objects, and this air interferes with the distinctness of the forms of the object, hence the minute details of these objects will be indistinguishable and unrecognizable, therefore, O painter, Make your smaller figures nearly indicated and not highly finished. Otherwise you will produce effects the opposite to nature. Your supreme guide. The object is small by reason of the great distance between it and the eye. This great distance is filled with air. That mass of air forms a dense body which intervenes and prevents the eye seeing the minute details of objects. 569. Whenever a figure is placed at a considerable distance you lose first the distinctness of the smallest parts, while the larger parts are left to the last, losing all distinctness of detail and outline, and what remains is an oval or spherical figure with confused edges. 570. Of painting, the density of a body of smoke looks white below the horizon while above the horizon it is dark, even if the smoke is in itself of a uniform color this uniformity will vary according to the variety in the ground on which it is seen, Iv. of portrait and figure painting, of sketching figures and portraits 571, 572, 571, of the way to learn to compose figures in groups in historical pictures, when you have well learned perspective and have by heart the parts and forms of objects, you must go about, and constantly, as you go, observe. Note and consider the circumstances and behavior of men in talking, quarreling or laughing or fighting together, the action of the men themselves and the actions of the bystanders, who separate them or who look on, and take a note of them with slight strokes thus, in a little book which you should always carry with you, and it should be of tinted paper, that it may not be rubbed out, but change the old one full for a new one, since these things should not be rubbed out but preserved with great care, for the forms and positions of objects are so infinite that the memory is incapable of retaining them. Wherefore keep these sketches as your guides and masters. Footnote, among Leonardo's numerous notebooks of pocket size not one has colored paper, so no sketches answering to this description can be pointed out. The fact that most of the notes are written in ink, militates against the supposition that they were made in the open air. 572. Of a method of keeping in mind the form of a face, If you want to acquire facility for bearing in mind the expression of a face, first make yourself familiar with a variety of forms of several heads, eyes, noses, mouths, chins and cheeks and necks and shoulders, and to put a case, noses are of 10 types, straight, bulbous, hollow, prominent above or below the middle, aquiline, regular, flat, round or pointed, these hold good as to profile, in full face they are of 11 types, these are equal thick in the middle, thin in the middle, with the tip thick and the root narrow, or narrow at the tip and wide at the root, with the nostrils wide or narrow, high or low, and the openings wide or hidden by the point, and you will find an equal variety in the other details, which things you must draw from nature and fix them in your mind, or else, when you have to draw a face by heart, carry with,